Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. Love rejoices in the truth. That's what it does rejoice in. Rejoices in the truth. Uh, rejoices in somebody walking in the truth. Somebody life being changed by the truth. Somebody get their life to the Lord. Somebody making adjustments in their life because they understand what God's will is for their life. And that's a rejoicing. That those are the things that a believer, that agape love, would actually rejoice in. I'm rejoicing in the fact that people are turning to God and doing it God's way. That's worthy of rejoicing. I can't rejoice in iniquity, but I will rejoice in the truth. In today's message, Pastor Bill will remind you that love rejoices in all good things. Love rejoices when the prodigal son comes home. Love welcomes the prodigal son home. Love forgives. Jesus demonstrated this throughout the entire New Testament. Perhaps Jesus' greatest demonstration of love was on the cross. The Son of the Most High allowed himself to be beaten, mocked, and killed, all to show you just how much he was willing to give to love you in the best way. His love is unending, even in pain. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. They had created a whole reason and I remember because I, I saw you and then that thing happened and then I was freaking you were probably mad about that and that's why you didn't and then some of y'all are laughing because y'all do this. Don't do that no more. That's bad. That's bad for relationships. Um, it's terrible, right? And it's not love, right? Love doesn't do that. Love does not think evil. I'm not making up evil about other people. So if you find that you're one of those people um, and I, I'll give you one instance. I had a guy confront, not confront me, but um, come up to me at my old church and come apologize to me. And I noticed I I seen him walking out a couple of times and I speak to everybody. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? And I guess when I spoke to him, he didn't respond. I didn't realize that he hadn't responded. But he said, I just want to apologize, man, for ignoring you the last couple of times you spoke to me. I said, OK, it's all good, bro. We'll forgive you. No problem. He said, yeah, I was really struggling with some things, you know, concerning you. I'm like, and your name is? I don't even know you. <laughs> Oh, we got beef and I don't even know your name, you know, and I'm like, what's your name? And he tells me his name and I'm like, okay, well, did I do something? And this guy had a, a, a wife that had cheated on him before. Um, I guess the guy that she cheated on him with had similar features to me. And I'm like, well, I, I've never even seen your wife. I, I said, bro, I have one of my own. I like her, you know, we're good. So I said, if, I've never seen her. I'm not interested in her. You know, I'm like, you have nothing to worry about, bro. I, I'm, I'm good, you know? And uh, so I, I, I guess, forgive me or forgive me for what you thought, you know? He had dreamed up this whole evil thing about, I don't know, you know? But they, they, I'm like, this is kind of crazy, bro. You know, and um, I, I feel sorry for him that he lived with that kind of mental anguish and torment and, and whatever drama that, I couldn't imagine walking around everywhere I walked thinking somebody, somebody wanted to, you know, like, that's crazy. That's, and if you live like that, that's, hey, pastor's telling you today, that's crazy. Stop that mess. That's not okay. And, and it is all made up. So you tripping out, losing sleep, probably acting out over something that just has only happened in your head. That's, <laughs> they got pills for that. I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to, I'm, I don't want you to get the pills. I just want you to repent of that behavior. Okay, so love thinks no evil. Everybody say amen. amen. If, you've been, if you've been thinking evil, you're going to stop today. Amen? amen. All right, we'll move on. Stop thinking evil. Verse six, uh, love does not rejoice in iniquity, right? So iniquity is sin. Love is not rejoicing in sin. Um, 
someone done you wrong and maybe, you know, they've been in sin and sin catches up with them and they get in trouble for it. Are you happy? Love won't rejoice in iniquity. Uh, won't rejoice in sin. Love won't rejoice in other people's sins. Um, I've had people, you know, that and this is this is this was kind of controversial, but I've had people that are in sinful relationships and, you know, it, and, and as a result of the sinful relationships, they got things going on in life that shouldn't be going on. And it's like, hey, man, I, I, you know, this is this is they're excited about some aspect of their sin. It's like I can't rejoice in that with you. I, I, I ain't excited. You know, I might, you know, I've had people feelings hurt that I wasn't excited about them, you know, in their relationship with somebody they wasn't supposed to be in relationship with. In a relationship with somebody that ain't saved, you know the Lord, y'all fornicating, and y'all sinning against God. You want me to be excited? I ain't excited about that mess. That's that's gonna cost you guys. That's not a blessing. Well, how do I get excited about that? You bring me some people that are saying we're doing it God's way, we're trying to get married, I'm happy. Any people here I've done, I be I love marriage. I marry them young too. Do it early. Do a quick hurry and a fast and Get on down the altar holy, you know. Um, I'm excited about people making babies. Everybody here, you get married, people come say, we're pregnant again. Yes, another one for the Lord. You know, we celebrate that. Um, there are things that I'm like, I can't celebrate that with you. You know, I'm not, love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Um, you know, you come up on some money that you got illegitimately. Man, you know, you know, I, I've known of churches where guys is out hitting licks. And then let the pastor, man, if I get that pastor, we get that, I'm, we going, I'm going to break the church off. Okay, rejoice in that. You keep that dirty money. Maybe you go, you can use it for your court fees when you get there. You're going to need it, you know. <laughs> Love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. You're not rejoicing in other people's sins. You're not rejoicing when people's sins catch up with them and they pay a penalty for it. Love just doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Um, uh, next, love rejoices in the truth. That's what it does rejoice in. Rejoices in the truth. Uh, rejoicing somebody walking in the truth, somebody life being changed by the truth, somebody get their life to the Lord, somebody making adjustments in their life because they understand what God's will is for their life. And that's a rejoicing. That's, those are the things that a believer, that agape love would actually rejoice in. I'm rejoicing in the fact that people are turning to God and doing it God's way. That's worthy of rejoicing. I can't rejoice in iniquity, but I will rejoice in the truth. And as people walk in it, that is to be celebrated. We should be, you know, we, you, when your friends get saved, you ought to throw them a party and just say, we're going to celebrate this, man. We're going to have, you know, it should be celebrated. Somebody turn from sin and turn to the Lord. Man, that's a, that's, they have a celebration in heaven. You know, we got to have a little, we got to have a little celebration down here when people get it right and, uh, and turn to the Lord. But we don't rejoice in iniquity, but we do rejoice in the truth. And then verse seven, love bears all things. Believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Um, bearing is, 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 is like carrying a burden. And it says love, agape, biblical love, you're going to bear all things. At what point can you say, that's it, I'm turning, I'm taking love out. That's, I, I don't, at this point, you cross me too bad, I don't, I'm not going to love anymore. Do y'all know that there's no point that we can do that? Yeah, I know y'all looking funny. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it to Jesus real quick. At what point would Jesus say, I don't love you anymore. No point. None. Even after that, if the last thing you did that you weren't supposed to do that you didn't want to do anyway, still, right? There's no point in which God says, the Bible actually says, what can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Height, death, principalities, powers, nothing separates you from the love of Christ. Um, he just loves you, period. And that's agape love. The, the love that God is loving you with is God is I'm loving you, period. I'm just loving you. I'm chosen to love you. 
So God said, look, love suffers all. And that means that I got to I got to be willing to love in that kind of way where now it doesn't mean that, you know, I leave myself in a place to be damaged. If somebody's abusing you, uh, beating on you, do you stay there because love suffers all? So you suffering a beating? No, you get away from the beating. I need to still figure out a way to love with a God kind of love, but I'm not going to be in jeopardy. Uh, it's love, love, love is not stupid, y'all. Amen. So, it, but it suffers long. It's not. Um, it's not a. It's not looking to get out. It's not looking to. Uh, uh, to it's not looking for reasons to, to to withdraw love from someone. It, it suffers and it suffers long. We talked about that, but it bears all things. It's going to endure hardship. Um, for married couples, when you go through hardship together and you bear through difficult things together, you, you actually end up. Bonded better afterward. As you bear stuff together, it'll bring you together instead of pull you apart. But it has a lot to do with how you handle things in the midst of it. Um, you're going to stand together in difficulty. And so love bears all things. Um, and, and I'll just say this. When you've been loved in that way, when you've been the offender and somebody bared with you and you finally come around to realize all that they bared with you, you appreciate it. You'd, you'd be thankful for it. Um, I, as a kid, you know, I was I didn't real I, I didn't realize the depth of my mother's love for me till I grew up. As a kid, I was just a selfish. I was selfish. I thought about myself only, and so I didn't really consider her. I didn't consider what she might be going through. And you know, my mom always cried, and so I had I had become numb to women crying because my mom is just a drop of a hat. Oh, you cry, I'm like stop crying all the time. I can't take it, you know. But I, I, I got older and looked back and I'm like, man, that woman loved me, loved me, you know, just you know, I could do no wrong. But that was because she loved me and love, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Y'all know that? Um, that's that's how I'm like, man, I look, all the stuff that my mom, I would be caught red handed and my mom would come up with a reason why that didn't involve my fault. And I'd be like. Yes, mom. Yes, that's why. That's why. Why is my grade bad? I, I remember telling my mom, this This is probably the most funny to me. I remember telling my mom, I was, every day I was coming home, do you do your homework? Yes, go outside and play. And teachers' conferences came up. And it was a class, I hadn't done no homework. I hadn't turned in reports. And I'm like, I don't even know how to fix that. My mom getting ready to go in there and get the work. And uh, they, you know, all the stuff I didn't do and behavior in class. And my mom came out and I'm like, mom, this teacher just don't like me. I've literally handed her homework and she crumpled up and threw it away in front of me. And do you know, my mom was like, what? I said, yeah, I mean, she just crumpled my paper up. My, my mom was like, I'm going to talk to that principal. I'm going to have you turn your homework in. I'll, I'll turn into the principal's office, mom. She's throwing my homework away. Most of y'all, I hope some of y'all would have, you know, my mom, I'm not saying she didn't have common sense, but. Her love for me was like, I can't believe they did that to my baby. <laughs> I can't believe they took, threw his homework away. And, um, you know, it bears all things. And so we, we want to be people, you guys, that love with, uh, with God's kind of love. And there are going to be people that need you to love them like that. God has put people in our lives that they're going to test us. They're going to try us. Um, and I've always believed this, that the unlovely people in my life, are the people that give me an opportunity to be like Jesus. Because Jesus loved the unlovely, right? It's easy to love lovely people. For you guys that got people in your life that just do right, they just do the right thing at the right time. It's lovely people. They love you and you love them. That's easy. Even non-believers love them, you know? It don't take no work at all. It's easy, but it's the unlovely people that we struggle with. And Jesus loved the unlovely. And so God will put some unlovely people in your life 
so you could be like him, if you will. Or God will put some unlovely people in your life to expose how unlike him you are. And I've had that done in my life. Uh, I had God put people in my life that drew out all the ugly. And after I got done blaming them and I'm like, he did this and this and this and that. God was like, "Mm, but everything coming out of you. Can't nobody bring nothing out of me that's not in me. If you can make me mad and I cuss you out, can I blame you? No, that came out of me. Them cuss words was up in here. And you, you just closed me hard enough to where you got some, you got some of them, you know. Um, that's the reality. You can't draw out of somebody what's not in them. And so I realized that at a point in my life, as God was preparing me for what I was called to do, God put some real difficult people to expose to me some really ugly things that were left in me. So I could be confronted with them, repent of them and deal with them so I could go on to do the things that he wanted me to do. God wasn't expo- God wasn't doing that just to make me see how ugly I was. But God was saying, look at that. It's still in there. Uh, I remember there was a point where I thought that I, mean, I haven't had a fight since I got saved. I haven't really had no altercations. I, I'm doing great. I wasn't even my guard was no longer even up in that arena. And. And you guys, some of you guys already know this, but I, I took my car to get a car wash. And um, I think it was in 2000. I had just bought from Costco an MP3 player. This is before the iPod came out. It was a, the Circle MP3 disc player to listen to my studies from. They put some of the messages on the, on the MP3s. And I went and the people stole my MP3 player out. And when I realized that it had been stolen out of my car, I went up there and... I mean, I, it was, I went right back to the person that it did give, you know, got my keys back from. And I might as well have been back to high school the way I behaved. Um, I'm up in his face. I'm, I'm, I, I fleshed out as, that's the worst I fleshed out saved. And I, I didn't even think I was capable of that behavior anymore, but it was, it, it was like nothing had ever changed. I came, it was right back. And it all got done. The guy ran to a van and dug it out. He was throwing stuff. In. It was a van park with an open window. And I guess they would steal stuff and throw it in there. He tossed it and then he ran off. And I remember getting my thing back, getting in the car and just saying, oh, man. So I went up to Calvary Downey. We could go on the roof and we confess our sins so nobody else could hear. I said, man, I done, I done, went, I done messed up today. And I told him. He said, he told me I needed to go back up there. I said, man, I ain't never going back up there. We're going to need to pray or do something else. I can't go back up there. I done acted a complete fool, man. So every time I drive down that street, it's in Bellflower, it's a car wash. I look over here and I remember. I drive by it. So when I go to Drake House, I drive by it and I see it. And I just say, man, that was a, that, that place, God just revealed some stuff that was, it was real ugly. It was still in me. And uh, I had put my guard down, but that was stuff that needed to be dealt with. So if you having a hard time bearing with somebody or some things um, and your 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 things are being drawn out of you, know that as they're drawn out, you want to handle them and deal with them. Um, repent of them. Understand that God is just showing you what's in there so you can get a victory over it. And so love verse seven bears all things, believes all things. Once again, we talked about earlier, not 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 uh, thinking evil. When it says love believes all things, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt. If you tell me something, I'm not going to be doubting you. That's not love. Um, I'm going to believe you until I see otherwise. You know, I ask my kids something and I may suspect something else. But if they say, no, dad, this is it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Are you lying? Are you lying to me, boy? You know, or a girl, whatever. It's like if, that, if they say it, I'm a, I got to love believes all things. That's not love. How would you feel 
If you said something to someone and they started questioning you and lying, but you were telling the truth, would you feel loved? Wouldn't feel loved. Neither would my kids, neither would my wife, neither would my friends. People do this in their marriage relationships. Where were you? What were you doing? I was at the, well, you know, you start asking more questions and stuff like that. And I tell people this, right? If something needs to be revealed or exposed, then just ask God to reveal or expose anything needs to be revealed or exposed. Don't you become private eye husband or private eye wife accusing folk of stuff that they ain't done. And, and you know, that's, that damages relationships and it's unloving. Um, I, I, I would never, nobody would enjoy being accused of something that they didn't do. It's a very unloving thing to do. And so if you suspect it and it's just in your head because you got a head like that, maybe you suspect it because of their past and they got a bad track record. Um, but love believes all things. I'm going to take you at your word um, until shown otherwise. And if I'm shown otherwise, then we'll deal with that. It'll be true when we deal with it. But I'm not going to just be grabbing out the air, suspecting the worst, assuming the worst or not believing. Love believes all things, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. There are people in our life that need us to have hope for them on their behalf. Some of y'all giving up on people, you know, you're never going to change. Don't ever say that to somebody. Y'all know that's an unloving thing to say to somebody. You're never going to say, I don't have no hope for you. Love hopes all things. You know, right now you're being terrible, but I, I, I believe God can change you. You know, I hope he does. Love hopes all things. Leave room. Hope. I leave enough room for you to rise above whatever you're dealing with. But never, never stomp somebody down and just tell them what they're never going to be able to do. You always been and you always going to be. That's not, that's not love. Right? Love hopes all things. I, I, I'm, and, and, and again, think about how God does that for us. That's how come, I mean, you go share the gospel, you understand who God is. I could be talking to anybody. They could have a crack pipe in their left hand, a 40 in their right hand, and, you know, some other illegals here and some sin over here. And I'm looking at them saying, man, that could be a pastor one day. You know, that, I mean, in God, right? I know that God can so transform a man or woman, a person that the potential that's there, I still have hope. I see what you got in your hands right now today, but I know God. I know God can get a hold of a life and completely transform it from what it was until what he wants it to be. I think about the guy that was in the tombs cutting himself. They were shackling him up and he was had demons in him with breaking out the shackles, terrorizing the community. And then Jesus met him and cast out the demons. And they said the man was clothed, sitting down, clothed and in his right mind, completely transformed. I don't think the community had any hope for him, but God changed his life. And so maybe there are people in your life that you're so disappointed with where they're at today and what they're doing today, but there's hope for them. And, and we need to believe that. And we need to speak that um, because that's part of loving somebody. I, I'm going to speak, speak, speak to you about what you could be. I'm going to talk to you about what could be. Uh, I got someone in my life that I love and I care for that's not choosing to walk with the Lord right now. And whenever I do talk to them, I do see gifts and talents and abilities and things that I can just see God having his way with. And I always, I always am careful to point that out. And just I still have hope that one day we're going to see you, Lord, just having his way in these areas and these things, this stuff that he put in your heart and all that. Um, love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, once again, love doesn't have a quitting point. It endures, goes through all things. And in verse eight, last thing, love never fails. Uh, never fails, never, never breaks down, never quits. Um, love doesn't have a, a point at which it fails, doesn't fail. And so um, if your love has a point of failure, you know, I'm going to fail to love you at this point. You want to repent of that. If there's someone in your life that you have failed 
to love like this. Um, you want to repent of that. You can read each one of these things, you guys, and see how God has done it for you. God has been patient with you, endured with you, had hope for you, endured all things, suffered loss. I mean, he's just been loving you, still loves you, and we're confident all the way to the end that he'll continue to love us. Who is in need of your love in that way? Um, because we want, we want to be good recipients of God's love, but we also want to be people through whom God's love can flow through. That, that we're, we're recipients, but we're also vessels that God's love pours out through to other people. And now he comes back to gifts, right? He's talked all this talk about loves. He says, now where there are prophecies, prophetic words, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And there's a time coming where there won't be a need for prophecy or tongues or um, knowledge. Um, and speaking about, as you see, it's going to talk about when, we, when we're with the Lord, when you need a prophetic word, you'll be with him. Will you need supernatural knowledge? He's going to tell us a little bit. When we're with Jesus, we will know even as we're known. There won't be, we won't be learning anything else. We'll be complete. We'll, we'll finally know it all when we're with him. And so there's coming a time where we won't need those things. Verse nine, for we, now we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. Finally, when, when Christ comes back, we go to be with the Lord. That which is perfect when Christ has come, then all these things that we need now, all the gifts of the spirit, we won't be needing those things. We need them now because we know in part. Anybody here know it all? No. And that's why we need wisdom from the Lord. We may need a prophetic word. Uh, we may need God to reveal some things and give us knowledge because we don't know it all. And we haven't arrived at that point yet. Um, but when he does come, these things will be done away with. We, we won't be in heaven needing someone to come bring you a prophetic word. You're going to be with the king of kings, knowing everything you need to know. Verse 11, he said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. He's speaking of the progress that he's made. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. Uh, right now, he says, when you, 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 we, we know in part, it's kind of like if you look at your face in a, in a foggy mirror after a shower, you can kind of make out some stuff, but you don't get a clear look. He says, right now, that's our vantage point. We know in part. We don't know everything. We see dimly. But then there's a day coming we're going to know even as we're known. And so one of the things, some people talk about heaven. They say, when I get to heaven, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some questions for God. You ain't going to have no questions for the Lord. You're going to know everything. When you get to heaven, you're going to be like, where's Peter? You'll just know. There he is. Mark. Moses was hoping, you know, we're going to just we're going to know even as we're known, we're not going to be up there learning more. We're going to finally be those that we're going to be in a place where we know even as we're known. God has perfect knowledge of you. Then you'll finally have perfect knowledge as well. Verse 13. And now abide faith. Hope, love these three, but the greatest of these is love. And as he wraps up this section, spoke about what it's like if you don't have love, how that your gifts are just making noise. Paul said, I am, I am nothing and my services amounts to nothing. It profits me nothing without love. Explain what love is so we can receive it from the Lord and give it to other people. And as we wrap this whole thing up, he says, look, there's now abide. There's faith. Believe in God. There's hope. Um, there's love. These three things. But the greatest of these is love. And it's sandwiched in between the teaching on the gifts. He said, look, the greatest thing is going to be love. And so as much as we want to learn about the gifts and figure out what our gifts are and what God wants to do with me and in me and how he wants to use my life, God says, 
Don't let any of that overshadow your need to receive and give agape love. Amen. You've been listening to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. Today's message from the book of 1 Corinthians is available to listen to again on our website. Just visit calvaryinglewood.org and click on media. Or you can download our mobile app to listen to more teachings. You'll find a link on our website. You can also search for Calvary Chapel Inglewood in your app store. If you're looking for a place to connect this weekend, we'd love for you to join us for church. Look on our website for the latest times and location information. We're a group of people who love to learn from God's Word and be together as the family of God. Again, our website is CalvaryInglewood.org. As we looked into the book of 1 Corinthians, accountability and helping other believers strive for purity and commitment to God are topics that come to the surface. Although these things aren't always fun or easy, they're an incredible blessing to have in your life and in your church. So look to be involved and accountable wherever you're plugged in with other believers. If you notice that this ministry has been a blessing, even when it's convicted your heart in certain ways, we're glad that we can be a part of that. Would you be praying for a transforming word? As the messages go out, many listeners may be hearing about the Lord for the very first time. We ask that you pray for ears to be opened, hearts to be softened, and for lives to be changed. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Bill again for another edition of A Transforming Word.